TalkZone.com Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. And welcome to a Friday edition of the Two Guys at a Mic Show. Thank you so much for joining us. Beautiful, beautiful weekend on the docket. Midsummer Night's Musings, if you will, the post-4th of July weekend. Brady Stiff in the house with the coach today. Big Dog taking the day off. Actually, to be true, Brady, Big Dog's not really taking the day off. His phone that he usually, the cell phone that he uses to call in and do the show, I believe took a dip in the pool yesterday. It's not good. Never a good thing. That's not a good. I've got my phone wet before. It's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Now you're a, you're a pretty technocratic guy, uh, techno wizardry, if you will. I think you just invented a word, technocratic. Absolutely, I invent words on a regular basis. Um, but if somebody does, where we are a public service show, if nothing else, here, if people do drop a cell phone into a pool or a body of water, what? Now that you are so technocratic, what is the best uh, course of action they would take? Get a new phone. <laughs> that's that's the extent of my technological knowledge. What, Get are, a new you, what phone. are you working for Verizon now or what? <laughs> no, but your phone, like last uh, last summer, my phone got wet, oh. and then I would start pressing buttons. And I have a BlackBerry, so it's got the full the full keyboard. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'd start pressing buttons, and then seven letters would pop up when I pressed one button, and then just not good, mm-hmm. not good. So you have basically no answers. As yeah, our resident pretty, technocratic here, you have uh, you're basically saying a new phone. I got a feeling some of our listeners might have had a water and cell phone experience. If you have any suggestions uh, without purchasing a new phone from our brand new Verizon wireless salesman here, Brady Stiff, uh, give us a call eight eight eight. Maybe there's some miracle things out there you can do four six three sixty seven forty eight triple eight four six three six seven four eight. The one time it happened to me, I hung it out on the uh, laundry line. Well, they, it they, they didn't say work, you, but I thought I'd give it a shot. Well, maybe. They say you can take the battery out and place it over a vent in okay. your house. There you go. Let the air, whether it's heat or air conditioning, let the air mm-hmm. dry it out and see if that works. Mm-hmm. Didn't work for my phone. <laughs> How about just blowing out? <sighs> maybe. <sighs> that might now, work. This is my second BlackBerry in two years, and the screen's cracked. I've got it taped. I mean, I, I don't take very good care of my Technological wow. things. You sound I, like a, I need to do a, a better job of that. You sound like Dave wants to handle it. It's got a crack. It'll be fine. <laughs> it's got buttons are burnt. It'll they'll be fine. Cell phone will be fine. We'll have it fixed in a couple of months. Oh goodness, Brady Stiff joining uh, the coach today. Our phone lines are open, folks. You want to join us? Lots to talk about. Eight 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 four six three six seven four. And of course, the big news is uh, we wait for the big announcement from LeBron James. Exactly, Brady. What time this weekend do you anticipate? The decision coming down. I think sometimes Sunday, maybe, is what I was hearing. Sunday? <laughs> oh, last night. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I haven't watched ESPN. I, oh, goodness. It's either, it's either World Cup or LeBron James. It's like nothing else is going on. I had a dream last night. I pictured LeBron James wearing a Netherlands uniform, breaking down the right wing. And I, uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him jet over to South Africa for Sunday's yeah. World Cup final. Uh, yeah, what the heck? He might as well be there. We were, we were the uh, first and probably the only station to put out the rumor yesterday, thinking outside the box that LeBron would follow. 
his boyhood idol, uh, Michael Jordan, and quit basketball to make an attempt at Major League Baseball. It didn't come true, but we thought we'd throw the rumor out there. That's He's what we do on the show. athlete where he probably could do that. Hmm? Actually, for him, instead of baseball, if he was going to go another sport, football. We talked yeah. about this yesterday. Yeah. He'd look awful good with uh, shoulder pads on and that football helmet. That's 6'8". What is he, like 250? I think you could diagram a few uh, plays. that Mike you Martz could, could use him, huh? I believe he could. <laughs> you give uh, LeBron James about six months, think you make him a heck of a football player. Of course, the announcement did come yesterday rather undramatic way, too. I was watching with my son in a somewhat crowded restaurant-slash-sports bar, and we didn't even know the announcement was made. It was very low-key, wasn't it? I mean, they certainly didn't well, overplay they, the actual announcing of well, Miami. Well, think about it. I mean... Who else in the world of sports has had a one-hour special dedicated to where they're going to play basketball next? The decision. The decision. 2010. <laughs> I thought the elections were in November. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is just ridiculous. I mean, this 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 should not be happening. This is. I know it's LeBron James, and he's the king, and he's the best player in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. That's debatable, uh, by the way. Um, but there's no way that this should happen. This is just beyond ridiculous. Okay, so so when you're saying too much hype, too much hype, uh, too much hype for one guy, too self-servicing. ESPN is bowing down to LeBron James, much like the Cleveland Cavaliers have done for the past seven years, much like the entire NBA has done for the last seven years, much like every team in the NBA has done for the last two or three years, knowing that this summer was coming Mm -hmm. and they were trying to make room. Um, He's one guy in a team sport who has yet to win a title. So I know, that, that may change as he combines with uh, Dwayne oh, Wade and Chris Bosh. Let me ask you this. Do you think, um, for the most part, I know maybe not for sure, but do you think for the most part it might have been all said and done, these three guys might have gathered together a fairly long time ago and kind of talked about playing together and just like, had to work out the kinks and this whole thing was... Like two years ago in Beijing? You think so? Yeah. Yeah. When they played together on Team USA, I think they might have mm-hmm. gotten together in a hotel room in Beijing and said, hey, let's play together. Okay. But 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 I don't think it would go so far as to say they knew they were going to go to the Miami Heat. And let's no, just, maybe not let's the just Miami do the Heat. Whole, let's just do the whole thing. I, I do think at least legitimately a bit that they did want to go out and hear some different offers. So oh, it's not sure. like it was for sure, and they were totally playing everybody, but it was clearly... Yeah, I think uh, once once... Uh, Bosch and Wade decided they were going to play in Miami together. I think that made LeBron James's mind up for well, him. But the question is, when did Bosch and Wade make that decision? Right. I think Bosch and Wade made that decision a long time ago. Okay. I, 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 I seriously do. I don't think Wade ever was going to leave Miami. I think everything, you know, mm-hmm. him coming to the Chicago was just a show. Mm-hmm. I, re- I really think that. And him having two meetings in Chicago. It got everybody in this town um, amped up. Oh, Dwayne Wade's coming here. He's coming home to play. He's going to do what's best for his kids who are in Chicago. Well, he's returning to Miami, where he's where he is, that city. All right, well, assuming your philosophy is correct, David, and Brady's stiff. And, again, uh, fans, you want to check in on the NBA free agency. LeBron's announcement yesterday, 888 I'm assuming that they had this deal kind of worked out, they would have told LeBron James a fair long time ago. I mean, this is not something all of a sudden that LeBron James found out. So then the carryover question is, do you think LeBron knew all along? 
he was going to join these two, and if so, then pretty much you're saying this thing's been a charade all along. For the most part, I do. I think he, you know, I don't think he uh, had his mind made up 100% wanted to hear what everybody okay. had to say because okay. I don't legitimately believe that he believes that Miami would be his best chance at winning compared mm-hmm. to what the Bulls have on the table and what they have left, you know, to spend. I, I, I don't see how he could realistically think he has a better shot at winning in Miami than well, Chicago. You're saying that well, even after you knew Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade were going to yeah, go there? Absolutely. But Miami, absolutely. Their, their roster right now is those three guys, a couple others, and mm-hmm. that's it. They, they traded exactly. Michael Beasley last night. They traded exactly. Michael Beasley. Yeah. Yep. I think they signed Mike Miller since, since LeBron announced or traded for Mike Miller, uh, signed, well, look agreed that. to Mike Miller. Um, but... Uh, I mean, the Bulls have a much more complete roster. They signed Carlos Boozer and still had room for LeBron uh, with Derrick Rose and Taj Gibson, Luol Deng, Joe Kim Noah, all those guys. I mean, the Bulls are on the brink. They're a young team that are on the brink of being a very, very good competitive team again. And LeBron could have come here and sort of completed the package. But he decided to mm-hmm. to go play with two superstars where... It'll be interesting to see that dynamic that's created down there in Miami. Well, here's the other thing, too. If they win, isn't everybody going to say that uh, tainted is probably the wrong word? They still have the championship, but basically you bought your way into a championship. First time ever three superstars in any sport, really, at that level. Man, maybe the New York Yankees might uh, differ with that, but, you know, basically trying to buy an NBA championship. So if he finally does win it, it might be tainted a little bit anyways. Well, that's that's kind of what the feeling was when Shaquille O'Neal went to Cleveland, that you know he was going to be the guy to push LeBron over the top. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, Jordan didn't do it by himself. He had help from Pippen and Kukoc and Horace Grant yeah. and Bill Cartwright. He had help around him. Yeah. LeBron needs help around him. Yep. I don't think it needs to be Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, but a team like Chicago, maybe not so much the Knicks, maybe not so much the Nets, but a team like Chicago that has helped there could complement LeBron's game much in the same way that mm-hmm. Pippen and Grant um, complemented Michael Jordan's game. Shaquille O'Neal was going to push him over the top, huh? Push! Maybe, maybe it's like a, a pregnancy maybe going a, back. A, Come on, Shaquille, Shaq. push! <laughs> push harder, Shaquille! It's not working. If he could jump more than two inches off the ground yeah. nowadays. End this pregnancy very quickly. He re-signed, by the way, <laughs> yeah. Shaquille O'Neal. With the Boston Celtics, so he is with the Boston Celtics. Uh, David Lee, probably the best guy out there, and then a uh, guy I know you followed his entire career, Brady, Luis Scola. Sure, of course. He's still available. Does he have the long hair? Is that the guy? I believe so. 15.7 rebounds a game. Who couldn't use him? Yeah. <laughs> Who couldn't use him? Well, we got Carlos Boozer. Now, speaking of Cleveland Cavaliers, by the way, David Olson, our producer, you was on the uh, website earlier today, and we've all, or many of us following the sports world here, have heard some of the quote, the Cleveland. Cavaliers owner. What's the guy's name? Peter Lund? Dan, Peter Lund? Dan Gilbert. Close. Very close. Dan Gilbert. Wow. Not, how do I gently put this, not exactly mincing words. No, not at all. And when, the first time I read it, I read it last night um, at about I know, 11, 11.30. What level of sobriety were you at about 11, 11.30? Oh, 100% sober. I got to work 100%. today. Coach. I got to work today. Really? Coach. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I knew so young, I knew I was coming here. I had to prepare. Dedicated young professional, folks. Yeah. Dedicated young professional. You laid off the maker's mark <laughs> last night. Very proud of you. Um, Put the Bud Light away for a night. 
Good choice. Thank you. I love the blue bottle, by the way. I don't like it. Oh, man. The Bud Light coming out of the blue bottle? It's too cold to hold. Too cold. No, no, no. But it gives you... It's the same beer. Yeah, it's the same it's, beer. But I'm telling you, I do, it tastes, I do like the fact that it it's 16 tastes ounces. better coming out of that blue bottle. Yeah. Like that. What can I tell you? I don't know about that. Plus, when, <laughs> when I've gotten the blue bottles in the in the bars, yes. they don't stay cold very long. Well, you just I've complain because they're too cold. Yeah, but they don't stay cold very long. Oh, the actual beer. Yeah, yeah, the actual beer does not stay cold. All right, well, there's one enough. easy solution to that. If Joe were on the phone, he would tell you, drink quicker. <laughs> What the big dog I can do that. I, I went to college for four years. I can do that. I, I'm sure you can. <laughs> I interrupted you while you were up late last I, night. What the hell were you right. analyzing? Yeah, I was uh, reading Dan Gilbert's letter, and the, my first reaction was, you know, this is hilarious. He wrote a letter to he wrote a letter to Cleveland Cavaliers fans. Okay. Posted on the team's website, not wow. not Gilbert's personal website, his company's website. Mm-hmm. Posted on the Cleveland Cavaliers actual website. And at first, I kind of thought it was a joke. At first, I kind of thought someone wrote this. As Dan Gilbert making a joke, making a mockery, because no right-minded NBA professional sports team owner, for that matter, would write something like that. But it's absolutely real, 100% real. And his reaction to the LeBron James situation, while predictable, is immature. I, yeah, I've read it described as a psycho ex-girlfriend letter. <laughs> yeah. uh, two words that stood out to me, cowardly betrayal. Yep. And that's pretty strong. Yep. Cowardly betrayal. He just fired on LeBron. And well, obviously he had this letter written beforehand, I would sure. assume. Yeah. In preparation. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Because okay. the one thing, because I did watch the announcement, and, of course, I turned the ch- I, I turned it off at 24 after as soon as he said yeah. South Beach. It's like, all right, well, don't need to watch you any You didn't want to stay for Jim Gray's scintillating yeah. follow-up <laughs> question? Oh, come on. <laughs> Come on, but, but which he had I, ready and waiting. By the way, he it's like he knew. The mm. thing that I found really, really interesting is that he you know, he said, oh, "Does the t- you know d- does anybody know who do any of the teams know that you've made the decision?" And he said, "Yeah, the team that I signed with knows that I've chosen them," which I thought was interesting because you know you think you'd also let the Cavs know. Yes. You know, say, hey, yep. I'm not coming I, back, instead of doing it that yeah. way. I was so, wondering about In other words, notify the teams beforehand. Well, well at least, no. At, no, least, no, at least notify okay. the team that you're leaving. That's, that's a fair at criticism. At least noti- notify them. Say, yeah, but you I, know. I think if you, if, you, if you do that, then you have to notify everyone, just to be fair. I mean, you've given everyone the chance to make their pitch. You've given mm-hmm. everyone the chance to say what they need to say. They need to know, I think, mm-hmm. before everybody finds out. I think that's only fair. I disagree. I think like you know, uh, Chicago and New York and New Jersey, they took their shot and they missed. But you know, Cleveland is the team he's been playing with for the past six seasons. So I mean, he at least yeah, owed them. Cleveland first and foremost, yeah. but uh, you, you got to let the other teams know. And at the very least, afterwards, I hope that he reaches out at least through his people and say, you know, hey, thanks for the t- tough, tough decision. I really respected. You know, I well, mean, you, now I, I, I seriously doubt that. Well, now I, I seriously think now. he should do that. Well, especially you, you now. Might after, be right. He's not going to, but he should. After Gilbert came out and said what he said, I mean, that sort of shuts the door for any sort of return to Cleveland. If I'm mm-hmm. LeBron James, I'm supremely offended by what Dan Gilbert said. You know, as egotistical as LeBron James may be, he made that franchise mm-hmm. and that city millions upon millions upon millions of dollars with his basketball talents. And Dan Gilbert at least owes him the um uh what's the word i'm looking for he at least owes lebron 
thanks for, even if it's not sincere, publicly he has to say, thank you for your time, thank you for your efforts. It's unfortunate you weren't able to win a championship for this city, um, but you have to leave that door open for a return to Cleveland later in his career, Mm -hmm. sort of on the downside, sort of a victory lap, return home. But now, as long as Dan Gilbert owns the Cavaliers, LeBron should go nowhere near that city. Mm Well, he's it's, going to have a, to at least a couple well, times sure. a year playing with the Miami Heat. By the way, uh, Dan Gilbert, the Cleveland Cavaliers owner, also in that diatribe or a tirade that was written on the website, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, guarantees. Yeah. He says, I guarantee you this, we're going to win a world championship in Cleveland before LeBron James ever does. So uh, I think the Browns have a better chance of winning a Super Bowl. It was obviously written very emotionally, and um, you know, I said it was planned in advance, I'm probably going to take that back because no, something I, I, that I don't emotional... Think you should. Well, I don't think you should. I think he I think he knew what was coming. I think we all knew what was coming. I think, you know, I, I personally knew that he was not going back to Cleveland the minute that his last playoff series ended. The way he did not look upset that that playoff series was over, that he did not have a chance to win a title anymore. He did not look upset that his season was over. He took off his jersey. He mm-hmm. shook hands with the... I think it was the Celtics who knocked him out. Yep. Um... He he was very sportsmanlike, which sure you want to be you know a sportsman, but you're playing to win championships. At least show some sign of 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 being upset that you your season is now over. You, the thing you've worked for for six or seven months is now mm-hmm. over. You don't have a chance to win a title anymore. Well, if you remember that game, even before the uh, post game love fest, if you want to call it that, I was a little surprised in the reaction to. Not critical, but just surprised. He basically disappeared. In the second half, he he played the complimentary part, which you know sometimes can work, sometimes can't. But he was passing the ball. The announcers of the game, and I forget, uh, you know, Van Gundy, Mark Jackson, whoever it was, were pretty critical of you know, LeBron's got to take over the game. The Cavaliers were falling apart. This was their final game, so it was even more than just pulling off the jersey and shaking hands right. in the second half. And that, that's part of that's part of Gilbert's point is you know he quit during the playoffs, and whether or not that's true, you he know, didn't say that, did he? Sure, yeah. Yeah, he did. Wow. I think he he did an interview with the AP early, early, early this morning uh-huh. and made mention of the fact that he thought LeBron absolutely quit on his wow. team during wow. now during that's, not that's, not that's, just that's... not just game six during uh-huh. like games two, three, four, and six or whatever their losses. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. All right. That, that's Harsh pretty heavy stuff. Yeah. That's pretty heavy stuff. Cowardly betrayal is one thing. Now you're saying quitting on the team in the playoffs. That's that's pretty tough. We'll see some. Um, follow-ups on that particular story i'm sure it's too bad too bad it's like a great marriage a great love relationship because the city of cleveland and lebron both helped each other out it was a uh, very coercive if i could use that incorrect term relationship but now um <laughs> did you did you want him to come to chicago because no we're in not the particular area and not particularly i mean I'm, I'm not a huge nba fan i'm not a huge bulls fan um and the basketball fan in me said no I don't want him, mm-hmm. and I, I, For what I don't, reason? I think I don't. I just don't like him. I, I, an incredible talent, no doubt about that. An incredible player, but I think his his attitude, his the whole aura about him is mm-hmm. just it just rubs me the wrong way. It rubs me like like John Calipari does, you know, just that arrogance. I don't care about you. I care about getting mine. Um, he, I think he's immature. I think he's classless, and I think he. Um, is better served in Miami than in Chicago. Because I think so, he, he stop beating around, stop beating around the bush and say what you really feel. <laughs> Dan Gilbert and Brady still both 
firing on LeBron James. By the way, Dave Olson doesn't know, but Monday's show, we will have a listener call in an email contest between uh, whose suits are more expensive, who spends more money on clothing, ex-Illinois Governor Rob Blagojevich per year or current Kentucky coach John Calipari. We'll have an email vote on Monday. I'm, I'm looking forward. I think it'll be a scintillating contest. Can I make my prediction? What if I said no? I'll make it anyway. All right, go ahead. I think, well, Blago doesn't really have a source of income right now, does he? Well, let's talk past. Let's talk last all right, year all right. before so, it all fell down. Well, how, how long has he been out of the governor's seat? Year? At least a year, right? No, less than a year, I less think. Less than a year? I don't pay attention to current events enough. Yeah. But uh... Decision 2010. <laughs> oh, sorry. Got back into the political mode once again. But now that Calipari's making, what, like five mil a year mm-hmm. at so Kentucky? You're, you're going Cal? I'm going Cal. All right. Plus endorsements. All right. I think Rod in his heyday. From what we're reading, and, and you read, read today's paper, and it's even more. Just, I mean, this guy's completely, completely lost it, complete incompetence. And he was in the governor's office for eight years. It's unbelievable. I know the people listening outside the state of Illinois, it's not a major story as it is here in Illinois, but uh, but it's it, it's Illinois politics. Does it surprise you? Yes, to this level, <laughs> really? to this level of incompetence. If you've been reading some of the stuff, assuming the aides that are talking are telling pretty much the truth, and they got live tapes, so some of it is being substantiated. Um, even forgetting the illegal part, what's technically illegal and what's not, mm-hmm. there's no question on the incompetence part. This guy didn't even want to be governor. Yeah, He's like hiding from his aides so he didn't have to make decisions. Spent most of the time at home. I don't want to get into it, but uh, in his hate, it, it sounds like uh, Blagojevich, at his best, probably outspends even a Johnny Calipari. That's incredible, because Calipari seems like he's got top-of-the-line everything. Yep. Top-of-the-line yep. nose hair pickers. I mean, come on. <laughs> and rarely the same thing twice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you're going to use a nose picker, you don't want to use a used one. <laughs> Always right. buy new. That's a little advice from your friends here at Two Guys in a Mic. 888-463-6748, the phone number. So LeBron going to the Miami Heat. The Bulls got Carlos Boozer. And we can uh, hopefully, in the not-too-distant future, Brady move. Onto the rest of the sports world because it has been. Do you know, there's baseball going on. It's been a soikus and then some, but there is baseball going on. A little bit. Yeah. Maybe not in this town. Yeah. Well, what are you talking well, about? That's true. That's South true. side. You're South right. side. That's White right. Sox that's, looking that's my, good. That's my blue blue shirt showing through. Cub fan uh, Brady Stiff here. Cubs had uh, one three in a row coming in the late night game yesterday. I could not stay awake for it. I'm not the dedicated professional that you are, but um, Cubs did lose three to two. Three to two, and it was that game was sort of a microcosm of the Cubs season. Mm-hmm. I think Kershaw struck out twelve. The Cubs had a lead late, and then one pitch, and for call sends it into the right field bleachers, and that would be the game. Yep, got to hit. You got to hit to win. Got to hit to win. Randy Wells pitched pretty good. Clayton Kershaw pretty good for the Dodgers. So LA wins game one of that series, and the Cubs um, top win streak of the year. Woohoo! Three games. <laughs> What, was their, what was their average run output in those three games? Like six or seven runs? Yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, they're playing the Diamondbacks. Yep. Come on. Got to hit the win. They beat Edwin Jackson, though. That's good. Guy had a no-hitter earlier mm-hmm. this year. Yep. Hit so, the ball. Yeah. Hit the ball, hit the baby. Ball. Hit the ball with runners on base. That's where it counts. More importantly, on the south side, the you Chicago gotta get, White you gotta Sox. you got to get guys on base first. Oh, yeah, at times they've been doing that. At times. But, yeah, they, but 12 they're, strikeouts. They're known to leave 10, 12 guys on base. Mm-hmm. 17-1 game. Oh. 17-1 game. What we'll talks of baseball here as we transition into the smaller, whiter round ball, 888-463-6748. You can also email us, folks. You can do that at Mike, two guys at AOL.com. That's M-I-C and the number two, Mike, 
twoguysaol.com, the best and the brightest here, one of the young rising stars in Chicago radio, Brady Stiff, joining us here. That's what it says here on my sheet that you gave me, Brady. Oh. One of the young rising stars, best and brightest, Brady Stiff. So I have my own marketing people like LeBron. Yeah. I'm trying to take after LeBron because mm-hmm. he seems to be doing well. Yeah. So my marketing people must have gave that to well, you. Well, I'll tell you what. Have your people talk to my people, and uh, <laughs> they can do lunch next week. There you go. We'll see if we can set some. <laughs> uh, 888-463-674. You want to talk some baseball south side, Brady? It is starting to become more than just a two-week streak now. It's been almost a month. Of the best baseball, twenty-five. Yeah, twenty-two of twenty-seven, and they went again last night, one to nothing. Yeah, Johnny Danks, and of course, I forgot to start him on my fantasy team. Yeah, not good. A complete game shutout. So fantasy baseball every day you have to activate guys. Yeah, oh, that's a lot of work. Fantasy baseball. Now I know why you're out of out of actual work. (laughs) Fantasy baseball is different from football because you've got your your position players, your hitters. And you just leave those guys, but you got to manage your pitchers every day because not every day you're going to have guys starting. You got to move guys in and out of slots. And yesterday I forgot to uh, do that, and John Danks was left off my starting roster mm-hmm. and pitches a complete game shutout. Ladies and gentlemen, any potential employers out there, if you're looking to hire Brady Stiff, a man that will work very hard, will do it honestly. Unfortunately, two of the eight hours that he's at work, he'll probably spend doing fantasy sports. But <laughs> beyond that, I would highly recommend you. Hey, guys used to make. Uh, Fantasy baseball trades while they're doing Sports Center while they're on the air. So you know that that's, there may be a future for me. As an interesting sideline, I guarantee, and there's been studies on this work productivity. It has to have decreased with the advent of the internet. Oh sure, and not just the advent, but the increase in information you can get on the internet. Oh yeah. Now what I don't know, uh, David Olson. Uh, you know, I haven't seen our general manager, the commander in chief, Chris Whitting, in a long time. Maybe he's got some policies, but. Bosses have to have some way of checking up on the employees there's to make sure be. they're not spending too much time on the Internet? Sure, there's got to be. I mean, there, there's uh, websites that are blocked. You know, you can block certain websites. Like you do for your kids. Exactly, uh-huh. exactly. You can block certain websites. I'm sure there's a way to track it, Internet usage and mm-hmm. personal email. You just look email. at the server logs. You just look at your server logs. Oh, you logs. can go back oh, yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Big brother looking out. I said, it, it, it's actually it's not very difficult to do either. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and a lot, I, I would logs. think most you know empl- most employees that are doing it aren't doing it out of any uh, illegal means or nasty means or trying to be mean spirited. It's just there's so much out there. It's interesting. It's tempting. It's curious, and it's just and addictive. I could probably use that word. That uh, it's probably hard to concentrate on the actual work when you got all this outside stuff coming at you. Well, you get on websites like YouTube or. One of my favorites, Wikipedia. I don't know if you've been on Wikipedia. Not a big Wikipedia really? guy, but I have an experience Wikipedia. Um, you get on those Every sites. Every time I see it, I hit delete. <laughs> you get on those sites, and you're going for a couple hours just watching yep. random videos or yep. learning new things about whatever on, on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. I mean, some really interesting don't stuff, forget, Coach. You've got to check it out. Wikipedia? Oh, yeah. So I could actually learn a few things. They, everything, you go to an article, let's say you look up the Chicago Cubs on, okay. on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Everything is linked. So let's say you want to learn about William Wrigley or P.K. Wrigley. Click on his name. And then you want to learn about Wrigley Gum. Mm-hmm. You click on Wrigley Gum. I'm having an ongoing battle between uh, two very, very, three actually, very conservative friends of mine. Uh-huh. And it's gotten nasty back and forth on the email. So... 
if I want to fight back at them, let's say I want to go back to a particular issue, I can go to wikipedia.com, uh-huh. plug in that term, that issue, that person, and can help me get some background info. Yeah. And, you know, in college, the professors used to say, oh, you can't use Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. But that's not true because everything in Wikipedia is uh, cited back to the source where you can go click on, let's say it's a New York Times article. And you can go read the New York Times article. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's, unfortunately, it's, not everything though. Well, not everything. Not but everything. Most, most the, stuff. The main problem with Wikipedia is it could be edited by users. Uh oh. But they they do do a good job of of filtering everything and say, okay, this needs a citation. You know, everything like that. They do do a good job of of that. They've gotten better with that. Yeah. They've gotten better with that. So you still so. still got to put up a little little caution flag on occasion. Like like I have no doubt in my mind that like. As soon as LeBron made his announcement, mm-hmm. uh, a jaded Cavalier fan went and changed his Wikipedia page. <laughs> it might, might not have lasted long, but you, you can be sure somebody did Probably, that. Probably, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. It might have been Dan Gilbert, actually. Okay. <laughs> Hulu.com, by the way, another one of those addictive websites. What's that? Hulu. Hulu. Oh, Hulu. Yeah. Right. I, I, Are you going to stick with Hulu. Hulu when they start charging, which they're going to do in the oh, very I, near yeah, future? Oh, yeah. You can, you can see that coming. It's all master plan, right? They get you addicted to it. Yep. Uh, and at first, hardly any commercials. And if you noticed, a little bit longer, a little bit longer, and then pretty soon, boom, we got you. Reel them in. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah. Four ninety nine, $9.99. And they're going to have some for free still. It'll be a slow process, but absolutely, that's part of their master Would plan. Would it be the news hour with Jim Lair on... Free on Hulu. That's uh, that's can't pay. miss. That's can't miss Internet Radio. <laughs> I rank that right behind our show. <laughs> then you have to pay to watch Family Guy or something. Eight 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 four six three six seven four. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk a little baseball. Chicago White Sox, hottest team out there, folks. Half a game out of first place, and let us not forget about three weeks ago, maybe a month ago, close to three weeks. They were about uh, as negative as the Chicago Cubs. They were talking about a fire sale. Ozzie Guillen might not last the season. They have turned things around in a hurry. Tour de France, Brady Stiff. World Cup soccer on the docket. And we had a couple of amazing, amazing performances in pro golf yesterday. Are you a golfer? Yeah. Yeah. You hit it straight? Are you a hook or slice? I'm a slicer. Slicer? Yeah. we got to play golf together. Well, at least... We'll, we may we'll have bad scores, but we'll be able to socialize. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right, we'll take a quick break. TalkZone.com. Two guys, one mic, stiff, and the coach till 12. 11.
The lines are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn. Uh, we're teeing up Brady's fifth during the break. Brady, among the uh, 42 different part-time jobs he has, yeah, pretty much, is a basketball official. You also work out at the racetrack That's as well, true. right? That's right. That's the right. Horse I'll, be out, be, I'll be out there today, yeah, mm-hmm. picking some winners. Any of these Chicago fans who want to uh, meet and greet you out at Arlington Park? Um, uh, was it last, right there was it last Friday I hosted your show? Is that a week ago? Two okay. weeks ago. Two weeks ago. I did your Time show. Time flies when you're having it, fun. It does. This summer has flown by. But anyways... Uh, I had uh, Joe Christofek, who does the yes. morning line. He does the selections in the Daily Herald yep. for Arlington Park. He does a ton of stuff with horse racing. I had him uh, on the show for a 10-minute interview. It was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, we talked horse racing. We talked about the industry. We talked about Arlington Park a little bit. Joe Christofek used to be used to be a friend of the program. Oh, really? Back in the radio show days, for a brief period in time, he was our horse racing guy. Uh-huh. And then I think right before the Derby, it was a little hot. Right before the Derby, um, Joe must have been listening, and we had another horse racing expert on. Uh-huh. I forget who, when, or where the details. About four, three, four years ago. And when we called him up to come on, he got upset because he said, "You introduced this guy as your, you know, your horse, your Kentucky <laughs> Derby expert. What about me?" And he got mad at that. I thought it was a severe overreaction. But that was the end of our relationship. Joe uh, did not want to go any further with us. Interesting. Yeah. Good guy. Out. Oh, Good he's guy. a great guy. Good guy. If you see Joe, tell him the coach from the morning break show wants to make amends. All right. We'll do. <laughs> Maybe I can hang around the stable with him. There you go. All right. You close to any jockeys? You got any insights in the jockey world? Uh, they're small. That, that's that's what I know. Thank you very much. <laughs> see insights we want to get here. All right. 888-463-6748. Phone lines are open. You want to talk some basketball? We can do that on uh, LeBron James or any of the other free agents, but we're going to move on to a little baseball right now. Uh, real quick, the White Sox. We talked about the one nothing victory, half a game out. Brady, um, you know, they did play two months of bad baseball. There is the scenario where they could go back. Yeah. Because their everyday lineup is not great. They lost Jake Peavy. So I'll ask you as a non-White Sox fan, you think they're in it for the long run, or is this an extended mirage? I don't know yet. I don't know. I haven't watched enough White Sox baseball, um, and you can thank Hawk Harrelson for that. Um, Put it on the board. (laughs) Dad, gum it. I don't know. I mean, we've seen enough baseball over the years to know that a team can get hot and cold you know, with the weather. And maybe, just maybe, I mean, 07, we saw the Cubs all of a sudden turn it around. And they went on to win the division. This could be our year? This could be. Um, I mean, the, the AL Central isn't exactly a powerhouse division. The Twins are now two games back in the division. The Tigers are leading the division. Everybody thought the Twins would run away with this division. Um, but that's that's not happening. And uh, the White Sox are playing well. Playing well at the right time. We'll see if the All Star break messes with their momentum a little bit mm-hmm. because that's that three day break. You know, you when you're playing well, you like to get to the ballpark. You like you know getting there early, getting your swings in and and playing. But when you don't get to do that for three days, um, we'll see if that messes with their momentum. It could. I mean, it could work the other way too. It could work as all right, three days. Let's get back to the ballpark. We're fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go. Their everyday lineup certainly not imposing. So if the pitching, let's say the pitching, the pitching's not going to fall apart. Right. It's too good. There's too many good pitchers, bullpen and starter. But let's say the pitching comes back down to just an okay level. Right. Their everyday lineup is not championship material. So you could see a scenario where the White Sox, maybe not collapse, 
but sink back to sink back to mediocrity. Yeah. I mean, this could be a 500 baseball team. They could be 10 over mm-hmm. at the end of the season. We just don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll, I mean, and they're they're in that tough spot where are, it's July what ninth today? I've tenth, lost tra- I believe. Tenth. Okay. Uh, J- July ninth. According, according to the there newspaper. Thank you very much. Sources close to me. Ah, tell newspapers me. are overrated. <laughs> um, it's July 9th. The trading deadline is July 31st. They've got to make a decision here pretty quickly whether they're going to be buyers or sellers. Mm-hmm. Are they really in it, or is this a mirage? they got to figure that out before we know. By the way, one name being mentioned now, and again, you want to talk some baseball, Brady Stiff and the coach. With you up until 11 o'clock, one-hour show. We do it every Monday through Friday, five days a week, an hour a day, five. And Toto, a name being mentioned, Brady Siff, Cliff Lee, who arguably among the top five pitchers in baseball now, Jerry Reinsdorf, already paying a heck of a lot of money to Jake Peavy, who might not be playing a whole lot of baseball. Certainly not this year. <laughs> yeah. Now, on the other hand, he saved money by LeBron James not coming in. Is there any correlation that now that LeBron's not coming? I just thought of this here. Ooh, that Jerry news. Reinsdorf's got a little uh, expendable money. It makes Cliff Lee more of a possibility. Well, it all depends too. You know, I'm sure he budgets money for the Bulls and money for the White Sox. Um, well, a little creative budgeting. Sure, and the, the baseball without their salary cap, he could spend a trillion dollars, and you know, mm-hmm. there there'd be no penalty there. Whereas in the NBA, you got your salary cap, although it's not really a salary cap because they have the luxury tax. But anyways, um, that's another topic for another day. By the way. Um, it, would he spend the money on Cliff Lee? I don't think so, because this. I mean, ha, has the White Sox attendance gone up since they've started to make their run? Yes. They, okay, so it's they're averaging what like thirty, thirty-five a game instead mm. of twenty, twenty-five. Yeah, it's it's okay, significantly so they, they've gone, gone up, up a little bit. Yep. Um, does he have the money in reserve? Because you know it's all interrelated, ticket sales and money you can spend on players. That's why the Cubs can spend so much and do so poorly is because they draw regardless. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I don't think he'll spend the money on Cliff Lee. I don't. Even okay. even with all these contracts coming off the books, uh, and Cliff Lee will be a free agent after this year, so mm-hmm. he, well, I guess he could. I mean, he's not going to be that expensive, right? As a Bulls fan and a White Sox fan, oh, to get Cliff Lee, you're right. I think you're. It's, I don't know the exact hours, but I think pretty expensive. I think the Yankees though are are. On the brink of trading right. for Cliff Lee mm-hmm. and probably giving him another contract after that. That's just how the Yankees work. Okay. All right. With Jake Peavy going down, though, if they could pick up Cliff Lee, who's even sure. more effective than Peavy, that would make the White Sox a definite. They'd make him the favorite in the American League Central and a definite contender to uh, win the American League Series. But first, of course, they got to pick up Cliff Lee. I feel bad for the Mariners, though. For one, they get Milton Bradley. Mm-hmm. Two, they have the drama with Ken Griffey Jr. Yep. Um, uh, Cliff Lee, they had to know that Cliff Lee was just a, it was just a stopover for him. Mm-hmm. You know, Seattle being traded from Philadelphia to Seattle. Cliff Lee's had a lot of stopovers, by the way. <laughs> he needs to find a final destination. With one year left on his contract, the trade, Seattle maybe could have contended in that division, but it turns out they're not really. Um, so, I mean, they, they had to know that it was coming. Mm-hmm. So okay. I, I feel bad for Seattle. Yeah, they still got Ichiro. It's a good baseball town. You know, they've never done anything wrong. You, you want to see them do well. Yeah, Seattle Mariner baseball has been uh, fairly dead for the last three, four, maybe nine, ten years. Yeah, since Sweet Lou left. Well, since they had that 116-game win season. And A-Rod. Left, uh, and, yep. and you forget about the days when A-Rod and Griffey played together. And Randy Johnson, mm-hmm. Jay Buhner. Well, they won the most games in Major League That's Baseball right. history. Well, they tied the Cubs, that record. 
Okay. From like 100 years ago. Tied the Cubs? Yeah. Cubs actually. Is that the Cubs of 93? Yeah. No? 1893. Ah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Only off by a century. <laughs> Real quick, other Major League Baseball yesterday, Brady, then I do want to get to World Cup Tour de France and uh, a little golf action. Maybe we'll re- revisit LeBron James and his decision at the very end of the show. But uh, yesterday, Colorado completes the three-game whooping of St. Louis. No comeback victory this time. They beat him 4-2. to two. Yabaldo Jimenez. 15th victory, I think I read, where he's the first pitcher to have 15 wins before the All-Star break in like 10 years. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, this guy is, he's already won the Cy Young. I mean, how can he lose the Cy Young award? Mm -hmm. Uh, Even though Lincecum's won it, what, twice in a row? Uh, And he's having a good season in his own right. But, I mean, 15 wins for a guy with uh, a no-hitter. On his resume, I mean, it's just incredible. 15 wins before the All-Star break. We've I say, guarantee he, keep, we've he keeps seen this guys up. get close. There's going to be more babies named Ubaldo. <laughs> in the, uh, I guarantee, like in 2011, when they, you know, most common baby names, maybe right. 2012. Yeah. It'll be David, you know, Jimmy, John, Ubaldo is going to be in the top five. Well, there you go. If he keeps this up, that'll that'll be interesting, especially in Colorado and in Denver. You yeah. see this concentration of Ubaldos. <laughs> <laughs> well, really, when you look at it, just about every baby is a Ubaldo, <laughs> right? Ubaldo, right. Yeah, thank you very much. All right, San Although Francisco. I, I don't remember if I had hair. I don't remember. Well, we'd have to ask your mom. Well, probably. Yeah. By the way, is your mom listening? Uh, I don't think so. How about dad? Maybe. All right. Now, I haven't even brought up your uh, lovely lady of three and a half years. Yeah. Normally, our co-hosts come in here. Most of them are uh, very lonely. That's part of being a sports talk radio host, a single, young, eligible. We try to put out an entertaining one-hour show, but as a sidelight. What are you saying? I'm boring? Try to increase their uh, you know, social right. network a little right. bit. Yeah. Throw out an email, but in the case of Brady Stiff, I wouldn't use the word boring, but you are taken in a very wonderful relationship, so I congratulate you. Any, I don't know the young lady yet, but any woman who could spend three and a half years with you must be a true saint. She's special. Because I work one hour a day with you, and it gets tiring, quite frankly. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. And, of course, picking up your last name. Oh, of course, yeah. That's, if, if, in we, fact, she does yeah. down the road. Right. Mrs. Stiff. Yeah. Seven others have done it. I, I told you this Eight before. Others. I told you this the first day I did the show. The good part about it is you will know that if she does accept your uh, proposal for marriage, and hopefully it will be you asking her and not... Right. You delaying so much that she will have I hope to ask she you. Didn't, I hope she didn't just tune in and hear that because she may be. It will be true love. <laughs> it could scare her. It will be true love because no woman is going to take on the name Mrs. Stiff unless she truly is in love. So there's your there's your positive. I've got the advantage then because I yes, know. Yes, you do. Yeah. Yeah. I won't be I won't be doling out seven hundred fifty million. Yep. Yep. So that's like all tiger. sounds wonderful and romantic, <laughs> and then you realize that she's going to have to make all the money in the relationship because Brady <laughs> is still trying to make a biz, uh, living in sports talk radio. That's right, yeah. Yeah, that sounded good at the time. <laughs> all right, moving quickly along. I don't know how we went from Ubaldo Jimenez to your uh, committed relationship. It happens. We get sidetracked early and often on this show. San Francisco, the Giants, 9-3 to over Milwaukee. They get the sweep in that game. Buster Posey. Who the heck is Buster Posey? Four homers. In the last four games, first they threw a pitcher named Madison Bumgarner, mm-hmm. and now they got a hitter named Buster Posey. Help me out with him. It's like Ubaldo Jimenez. It's just the strange name club. Is he a rookie? I think Posey is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Young Giants kid. had a bad streak, and now they're back on it. They were my pick to win the National League West. I'm going to stick with them. Tim Lensicombe uh, won yesterday, I think, for the mm-hmm. first time in a couple of weeks. Houston defeated Pittsburgh. Houston defeated Pittsburgh, I believe, David Olson, our producer, has some of the highlights of the Houston Astros taking on the Pittsburgh Pirate. You got it carded up, I believe we do. And here it is. 
That's the actual tape, Brady. Not a lot of interest with Houston taking <laughs> no, on Pittsburgh. Not a lot. Not a lot going on there. Philadelphia knocked off Cincinnati 4-3. to That's a big win for the Phillies. They get off the schneid. The Reds finally lose a game. You think Philadelphia, one of those teams loaded with talent, especially their starting mm-hmm. lineup, mm-hmm. just kind of playing in the mud, uh, you know, just not motivated second half of the season, know. they kick it in high gear, or do I you think... Uh, the Braves are, they're good. And the the Phillies, everyone thought they'd run away with this division, yes. make it three trips to the well, World you look, Series You look at the lineup, it's, yeah. it's all-star laden, top well, to bottom. Rollins has been hurt. Um, Ryan Howard's been okay. Um, Roy Halladay hasn't been the world beater that everybody thought he would. Cole Hamels, eh. I mean, they they haven't been the super team that everybody thought they would be. So I mean, maybe the Braves go out and steal it. Mm-hmm. Maybe. All right, Brady's tip not predicting it's, as many are a second it's, half. It's, it's July. It's July. We'll we'll see when we get to August, September. Philadelphia might still have men. And Toronto knocked off uh, Minnesota eight to one. That helped the White Sox a little bit. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. And the Blue Jays get a home run from Jose Bautista, who very quietly hit his twenty third. He's leading yeah. the national, or leading the American League, if not the majors, in home runs. Is it how many? To, does Paulie have? Because Paulie's close, isn't he? It's a shame, by the way, he didn't get in the All Star game. Yeah, he did not get voted. He was yeah. one of the uh, the five. Swishalicious got in. Yep. Nick Swisher gets the vote. Yeah, him and Joey Votto. Joey Votto, I can see. Uh, Paul Canerco should have been there. It's a shame that Chicago only has two All Star representatives between the two teams. Mm-hmm. I know that both teams have been subpar. However. There are multiple guys on each team that are probably des- deserving of All Star spots. Well, clearly for the White Sox, Alex Rios. Yeah. Paulie. He's absolutely, and Conurco's right in the hunt also. And on, on the north side, you got uh, Carlos Silva, Carlos Marble. Those two. Carlos Sam. Oh, no, wait, never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Marlon Bird, of course, who who mm-hmm. is going to the All-Star game, yeah. but he he's played fantastic Those are baseball. really the only three guys that would be, uh, you'd think, candidates. Do you think uh, Strasburg deserved to be in? No. No, I don't no. think so either. I think he handled it well. You know, he's been he's been great, but five or six games. You know, yeah, even that's... if he had won every game, I don't think he should have been in. I mean, mm-hmm. based on the principle, I can understand the marketability of Steven Strasburg and how baseball and Fox might want him in the game. However, on the principle of it, I'm a big principle guy. Yep. I don't think he should have been in. Yep, I agree with you. Finally, on our MLB roundup, wrap them up. Tampa Bay knocked off Cleveland 5-2. to two. The Rays were the hottest team in baseball for a couple of months, and they had a bad close to a month Yeah. where they just dropped off, but all of a sudden they're coming back in six wins in a row, and they're um, looking to make that American League Eastern Division race a good one right to the end. Red Sox and Rays trying to catch the Yankees. That's right. Yep. The Rays uh, thought to be, by many, the team that would represent the American League in the World Series. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they sort of not necessarily came out of nowhere a couple years ago to make it to the World Series, but because they had uh, waited in futility for so long since their inception that and then they made the World Series in 08, but it made a lot of sense. High draft picks, good players, raise them the system the right way, and all of a sudden they're good. Well, and they've made it. They've made it stick. Mm-hmm. Carl so, Crawford, by the way, in that game, couple of home runs. He's. I've got him on my fantasy team. Did he's you play good. him yesterday? Of course. Woo-hoo! <laughs> That'll make up for the John Danks non-play. That's not true. All right, real quick, some titillating tidbits, news and notes in the world of sports. Before we forget them again, it's Brady Stiff and the coach with you up until 11 o'clock. Still time to check in via the phone lines if you want to. If you're just joining us, we talked a lot of LeBron James NBA early in the show. You can revisit 888-463-6748, the phone number. We tried to get a hold of LeBron to come on today's show. Uh, it did not work. But we did almost. We almost got the David Olson, hardworking, creative as he is. We almost got a na- guy named LeBron Beardsley. Oh. 
who I believe lives in uh, the south side of Chicago. LeBron? In the uh, Nor- Norwood Park area. So we, you know, okay. we were going to advertise on the website, LeBron, I'm a show. <laughs> The that would have been that would have been good. Yeah. That would that would have drove driven up the listeners. Exactly. So, but unfortunately, LeBron Beersley even said he was too busy for the show. <laughs> we tried to find another LeBron, but it's a one-hour show. We didn't have that much time. And David's a busy man; he doesn't have time to put up with our nonsense. All right. Uh, uh, level of excitement: Brady Stiff, uh, Joliet, Illinois, Chicagoland Motor Speedway. Uh, all the racers in town for this weekend. Isn't Not Danica sure. in town? That's all I care I, about. I believe Danica's in town also. Okay, I'm going to Joliet then. You are a sick, sick man. You know that? <laughs> that, that's your level of interest in Chicagoland Motor Speedway. You know, I used to be uh, a much bigger NASCAR fan, and I just stopped, kind of stopped following it. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I've always been one to take on the niche sport following. I, I did it with horse racing. Um, hockey, to an extent, is a niche sport, sort mm-hmm. of now, if you can you know, follow that. Um, I used to be a NASCAR guy. Not so much anymore. Okay. Next week, by the way, on Tuesday's show, Brady will be breaking down the sport of badminton for us. Excellent. Each week we'll pick a different niche. How about that? All right. It's the niche with Brady Stiff. I'm in. Badminton next Tuesday. <laughs> Scintillating, fascinating radio. Item number two, titillating tidbits, news, and notes. John Chorchetti, the assistant coach for the Chicago Blackhawks, he leaves. That wouldn't have bothered me so much if he would have gone to become a head coach, right. but he goes yeah. to take an assistant coaching spot with the Atlanta Thrashers as the gutting of the Chicago Blackhawks, Brady continues. They're calling it the associate head coach. It seems like a lateral move to me regardless. You know, you you, want to see assistants move up to being head coaches, and he's been an interim head coach before, so it's not like he has absolutely no experience behind the bench, but it seems like a lateral move. I mean, maybe he just wanted to go join Buff and and Ladd and whoever else is in Atlanta, Sopel and Eager. Um, I mean, the the Atlanta Thrashers are now becoming the Chicago Blackhawks. Mm Mm-hmm. Aren't the Chicago Wolves the the Thrashers farm yes. team? So it really it kind of, it's kind of a weird triangle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just uh, it, again, it's just another um, negative. And I've talked about this before. I think in, in in pro sports, you get a Blackhawks team not coming off a you know normal regular season. We're losing a lot of players. We're hurt coming off a championship season, a magical season, and we're losing player after player after player after player after player. And coach, and I know there's reasons for it, there's logic behind it, but uh, in my world anyways, when logic meets emotion, emotion wins in my category, and the emotion says this sucks. It does suck, and it's it's a harsh reality of sport. Um, I said uh, if uh, if uh, the Thrashers make the playoffs next season, mm-hmm. do anything you know well, then Stan Bowman ought to be named GM of the year because <laughs> he traded all these guys to Atlanta. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's it's a harsh reality. It does that suck. would make two GMs that would be general <laughs> yeah. managers of the year, but not with their team because well, Dale Talent. He got he got a vote. I don't think he was named yeah, general general you know. manager of the year. But yeah, you're right. Um, it would it would I don't know. It, it you're right. It sucks, but it's it's part of reality. Mm-hmm. And um, we saw the Marlins do it twice. They won the World Series and totally dismantled their organization. Mm-hmm. And what happened in '97? They won, dismantled, and won it six years later. So. I mean, the Blackhawks, you'd like to think they have a good enough base with Taves and Kane, and hopefully they can re-sign Sharp and now Niemi. I don't, they haven't re-signed Niemi, right? They, not, not yet. I know they offered him arbitration. Yep. He's um, going to, uh, he I think, Sunday it. on ESPN at 8 o'clock, Anti Niemi. <laughs> Decision two with Anti Niemi, I believe that's. <laughs> Could you see Anti sitting there with Jim Gray? <laughs> yeah, oh, God. Uh, 
<laughs> no speak English. Yeah, fascinating. Is that, that how was, you say it in you Swedish? You know what? Is that I, Swedish? I, not really. <laughs> the, the LeBron thing I didn't watch. You know what? If Antti Niemi came on for the decision with Jim Gray, I might watch that hour for the humor of nothing else. <laughs> yeah. He's oh. the most stone-faced, unemotional person. <laughs> I'm glad, I mean, Antti is. I'm glad Antti you said is. face after stoned. I got worried there for a second. Uh uh, item uh, number three, titillating tidbits, news and notes for the weekend that is coming. Tour de France, stage six, Brady. I don't know if you're aware or not, but They're on there stage is no. Six already? Might be stage seven. Time well, flies yeah. when you're having fun. But there is no talk show, no sports talk show in the country that does not specialize in biking that will cover the Tour de France like us. We advertise qualifier. stage to stage coverage of the Tour de France, each one of the 22 stages. We will be right there for him yesterday, the winner, Mark Cavendish. But right now, we're in the yellow jersey. Fabian Cancellara from Switzerland. That's news to me. So you are not a uh, bicycle racing Tour de France guy? Um, No, not really. I mean, it happens in France. You okay. can't really follow it. At what age did you learn? Were you an early bike rider or one of those guys that struggled? Uh, no, I struggled. I really? did, yeah. I was terrified to go on two wheels. Okay. I, if I could ride training wheels now, I probably would. Mr. Stiff, Brady's dad, if you're listening, <laughs> love to talk to you a little bit about that. 888-463-6748. In fact, I think Some? when I was four or five, there was a girl who was two years younger, a couple oh, of houses down. Ooh, she, was riding, she was riding two wheels oh, long before that I hurts. was. That, yeah, that I can be a... I know. That might explain where you are now. It could be. Yeah, the picture's can. starting to come into play, you know that? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'm, I'm comfortable with admitting that a girl did something before I did. Uh-huh. That's athletics-related. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how blue, 42 red, 17 split right. Uh, counselor, please strike the last document. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, moving right along, I could see your fast name. Oh, Lance Armstrong, by the way, in 18th place, but don't panic. The uphill climbs are coming. You know, Lance. Isn't he always sort of that hang back? He's the closer in, little, to use a horse racing He's term. a little further back than he would care to be, but you are correct. He is a closer. A couple minutes, couple minutes back? Something like that, yeah, like two sure. and a half minutes. I thought I saw that on the bottom line the other day. Mm-hmm. So, Piece of cake. Yeah, you can Piece make it cake. up. Yeah. All right, uh, item number four, titillating tidbits, news and notes. John Deere Classic being played right here in southern Illinois at Silvis, Illinois. Paul Goynes? Something like that. Shot a 59 in a PGA tournament to show you how amazing this is. Correct me if I'm wrong, I think the fourth in PGA history. Yeah. In the history of PGA tournament, only four guys have ever Shot under 60. This guy did a pretty amazing accomplishment. Is that minus 13? We have like 13 birdies or something like that. Birdie, 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 birdie. But I think he birdied eight out of the last nine holes. I didn't see his scorecard, but that's just phenomenal. I can't shoot 59 in a video game, let alone in real life. 59. And Steve Stricker shot a 60. Wow. So you, here you are, you shoot a 59 after one day of the tournament. You think you're set. You yeah. think you're cruising. You only got a one-day lead, so that's absolutely <laughs> amazing. First guy, I think the last guy to do it was 1999, David it, Duvall. Uh, Duvall, that's right, yeah. Yeah. Him in the sunglasses. Pretty impressive. I don't, I don't know what David Duvall's eyes look like because he always wears those glasses. It's true. He has not played good golf for the last uh, five, six irrelevant. years. Irrelevant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then finally, and this is not a titillating too, but this is not a news and note, because as uh, my partner, the big dog, would tell you, it's even bigger than the Olympics. It is the biggest sporting event that our fine planet Earth has to offer. It's called the World Cup. Championship game Sunday, Brady, 1-30 the Netherlands. The Dutchmen take on Spain. I know you haven't been watching and you have no particular interest. <laughs> Who better to break down this match than you? What's soccer? No, I'm joking. I know. You watched I, know a little bit, I watched a little okay. bit. I watched the U.S. and while they were in it, um, 
yeah, I, I got to admit that my interest. I thought I'd be much more interested than I than I than I have been. I, in '06, I had a, I was in college. I had a roommate who was a big soccer fan, so mm-hmm. he got he got me into it a little bit. I watched, uh, but this year not so much. I just haven't gotten mm-hmm. into it. All right, uh, but uh, I think I'll take Spain. I think I'll take Spain. I've had major World Cup fever, lost a lot of it. I'll be going through withdrawal, I guarantee you, Sunday evening at some point. Really? When it is all over, my family will be very happy because they'll get the television <laughs> back. But uh, Netherlands have played the best throughout. Right. They've been the most complete team. Spain, very talented team, number two seed, played okay. But their last game against Germany, they put on a clinic. I was reading up a little bit about it because I knew I would have to talk about it. And... Uh, they said that Spain's done a great job of holding leads throughout yeah. the game. So if they get an early one-goal lead, mm-hmm. it could be it could be over. Yeah, hey, they, that was a masterpiece, that last game. It was Van Gogh, it was Rembrandt. Based on that, I'd have to give my non-expert opinion. Even though the Netherlands have played better, I'll be rooting for the Dutch. I think Spain might win the game because maybe they're the hot team. By the way, neither of the countries have ever won a World Cup. Right. That, that's, that kind of baffles my mind that Spain has never won a World Cup. I can understand yeah. the Netherlands because yeah. that doesn't sound like a soccer country. But Spain, those Latin, I mean, the Latin guys, they're all about soccer. Greatest country. Uh, well, the Netherlands, too. Two of the top countries never to win. Although, is, is Spain a Latin country? Not really. Okay. But close enough. All right. got to wrap up today's show. Brady Stiff, thank you so much for coming in. Any female fans that want to track down Brady? 3 o'clock Arlington Park racetrack in Chicago. Are you going to change outfits or that will be oh, what you're wearing? I'll be... Wearing a bright yellow jacket, Coach. You can't miss me. You can't miss me. (laughs) (laughs) David Olson, our producer, great job all weekend long. Or all week long, I should say. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for listening. It's thetalkzone.com on a sign-off.